Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys, and babies. Let's make it rain. Good morning, my fellow sovereigns. Welcome back to the Princess and the Bee. I am so excited to have you today because we are bringing it back to my roots. Like we are dialing it back to the days when little Kimmy was in improv school. And I'll tell you why this is super important. Because um, there has been something, there was a concept that even I, you know, as this high performance coach was, it was wrestling with that and it was a deep-seated belief that I unlocked um, just recently, and I had to come and share it with you. So this past, about a month ago, I had several breakthroughs. I had like I had my big breakthrough back in September at HPA, which if you haven't listened to the Hyperconscious podcast, uh, I will link to that podcast interview in the show notes. It is one of my most vulnerable interviews ever. I talk about something very, very personal that happened uh, to me and the, the takeaways that I got from it. But that experience and that revelation and that breakthrough really, really led me on this, this in-depth period in essence of of about five months of deep self-discovery because that belief that I unearthed was so powerful and so palpable and it really was one of those core beliefs that needed to have the light shined on it when when I uncovered that that shifted so much the the belief about deserving about what I deserve because prior to that in August of last year crown yourself had its best month ever I was so so excited like it was it was one of the best months it was such a great feeling like I was I felt I was riding on a high like no other the problem was back then my identity didn't really match with it because while my identity of achieving did, my identity as a mother struggled with aligning with it. Because even though I had my best month ever in August of last year, um, that I was I was walking around like a like a, a crazy person, like I I was super um, on edge. I was like really in this very masculine energy of like doing and forcing and like I'm gonna make it happen and like I I got very electric which is awesome and I got very magnetic which is awesome but I also caused some some you know when you get two magnets going at the same (laughs) like at the same they repel each other and I found myself repelling my son in a way 
And no, not in like a, a massive way, but definitely in enough of a way that that it was it, it stimulated a fear inside of me. Because that fear was that I can achieve, I can have these amazing months of of success, of financial wealth and prosperity. And at the same time, the belief that it had to be either that or having an amazing relationship with my son. Like Declan, it, it was it was definitely it was definitely a big, big breakthrough that I had um, back at, in February at, at Grace Lever's event that I was at where I suddenly realized that in that moment, in that month, what set me up to then have the even more powerful breakthrough at HPA was having this experience. And it also created this belief inside of me that it had to be an either or situation that I either had to, I I could have success. And, and really like while that, that belief was, in essence, created on a on a personal level, that belief really stemmed back a lot farther to childhood and to growing up and seeing my dad building, you know, despite his his own addictions, building a multi what be, eventually became a multi million dollar company, and yet sometimes I wouldn't see him, or sometimes he'd be working late, or sometimes he'd be working so late I, I wouldn't see him all day. And, you know, despite his, his addictions, I loved, I love my dad. And that was something that I definitely wrestled with where I did develop a belief back then that, and, you know, when you're in that time frame, especially from the age of zero to seven, that's the imprint period where you are basically forming about 90% of all your beliefs. And so I saw this behavior from my dad of like, oh, he's he's getting success. The company is making more money. I am, you know, moving from like Kmart clothes to being able to shop at Limited too. <laughs> like, I'm not having to wear thrift shop clothes anymore. Um, but I definitely I had I had the shift of seeing, you know, oh, well, making more money. But I was seeing my dad less and less. And back then, I didn't know that it was necessarily because of the addiction. I also thought it was because of work. And so I created a belief in my mind that really made success an either-or thing. Like you could either have financial success or you could have a relationship with your family. And, And that was something that then was kind of solidified in me when I had when crown yourself had it's it's like an amazing year last year and then not to mention an amazing month back in in August and then fast forward to February and in February I had the revelation that holy shit I'd created this belief for myself oh my god and I was like oh hell no and it's like, I don't know if you're like me, wherever, if you're challenged by someone else or like someone's like, I don't think you can do both. I'm like, watch me, bitch. <laughs> like That's that's my thing is like, oh, I don't know if you, if you can do both. I'm like, oh, just watch me. 
Because um, I, I get this really like this energy of just being able to like, okay, challenge accepted, accepted. I'm so excited about the challenge being accepted because I'm an eight on the Enneagram and like challenge is my jam. So I'm like, oh, challenge. I can't even say the word. <laughs> so challenge accepted, gauntlet thrown down. Let's do this. And so immediately I sat with that belief when I realized that I'd created that belief for myself and like I'd only solidified it with, with my own success. And I was like, okay, cool. So that happened. Okay, that's in the past. What are all like beliefs can be shifted. Uh, You just have to bring them to light. You have to know why they're there. It's not like you just change a belief because you want you have to know the purpose as to why that belief was created. And I was like, okay, I know exactly why that was created. And I looked at it from a different perspective. And I started to think of this concept of and. And so to circle it back to what I talked about, to what I mentioned in this morning, is we're bringing it back all the way to young Kimmy's days in improv comedy. Yes, I did improvisational comedy in Hollywood for several years. I did it at the Groundlings. I did it at Second City. I did it uh, for years. I, I, I did a touring group. We did um, Total Improv for Kids, and we performed at the LA Improv, like, Improv was my jam for a hot minute for like a, a and for a few years actually. And I'm just going to take a sip of coffee real quick. And so I if you've ever taken improv, there is the, like the one foundational principle of improvisational comedy is this concept called yes and. And this concept means that the only way that you can because with improvisational comedy you are basically building a scene you're building a scenario you're build, you're building the story as you go and the only way you can build it is by total and complete trust a in your teammates in the people you're on stage with and b with by accepting the suggestions that are given And so this concept is the foundational, is one of the foundational principles of improvisational comedy. It's called yes and. And so basically, whenever you're given a suggestion by a teammate, you have this concept of you have to accept it where basically it's a yes and then you add to it. So there are two things in improv that kill a scene. One is no. Because nothing is worse than like when you start off creating a scene and for example, like you're doing space work. So space work is basically like, oh, look at me. I'm holding a mug and you're sipping on some coffee and you're doing you're doing the act of holding that mug and that saucer plate and you're sipping the coffee, but you actually don't have a mug in your hand. It's all in your imagination. And so when you're sipping that cup of coffee, the worst thing in your that that you could do that would destroy the reality or the illusion that you're building in in your mind and in the audience's mind is if the your scene partner, your teammate comes in and says, "Oh, I love I love this vintage of wine. Where'd you get it?" clink and like it, it destroys the illusion because in your mind and what you've established in the audience's mind is that you are sipping a cup of coffee. But then your, your, your teammate comes in 
and then destroys that illusion by rejecting it and saying, no, I want it. Basically, I'm putting my ego forward. I wanted to do a scene about about wine. And so, oh, that's a nice glass of wine you're drinking, where basically you just reject the suggestion. Instead, the foundational principle of a yes and is is where that teammate would instead come into the scene and say, oh, honey, would you like another cup of coffee? Well, yes, dear, I would. So you create you create that scene because you build on that acceptance of that suggestion. Does that make sense? So the that is one way to destroy a scene in improvisational comedy. The other way is yes, but... I wrote a blog on this. It's on crownyourself.com. I will link to it in the show notes because it is called Get Your Big Butt Out of the Way because it talks about how to use butt appropriately and when butt and most often and most commonly is used inappropriately. And in improvisational comedy, when you are building that scene, when you are building that that structure in, in your mind and in the audience's mind as to what that scene is... Let's say, for example, your teammate says, we're going to Alaska. Grab your grab your ropes. Let's get let's get ready to repel or we're going to Alaska. Grab your ropes. Let's get ready to repel down a rock and 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 go eat reindeer. And your teammate goes, yes, we're going to Alaska. But we're not going to go down. We're not going to repel. And I'm a vegan, so I don't eat reindeer. I know this has nothing to do with being a vegan. This is just establishing the dynamics of an improvisational comedy scene. And so what that does, though, what that teammate just did is they just completely destroyed the structure of that scene. So now it's up to the other teammate to then structure the scene. Now, both times when you use yes, but, and when you say no in improvisational comedy, you are, you are inputting your own ego on the circumstances and saying, yes, but I'm going to control, I'm going to try to control the scene in this way. It destroys all the imagination. It destroys all of that, uh, all of that building. So how does this apply to our belief system? Right? Yes, so often we think of things in like an either or scenario or when we're given a suggestion like yes you can have a yes you can have a body. Yes you can have a business. Yes you can have a family and a life and like that is the power of the yes and yes and yes you can have the body. Yes you can have the business. Yes you can have the the family and yes you can have the babies and yes you can have the the hot sexy soulmate that just like rocks your world. Like yes and you can have all of that because the universe scientifically is ever expanding. It is always expanding. It is always growing. It is always yes-anding. How you do anything is how you do everything, right? It boils down to, yes, it's, it's the, the universe is in this state of play of 
in essence, improvisational comedy. And it's it wants to play and expand. It's what it's doing regardless. So often, though, if you hear those things of like, like of what I just said of, yes, you can have a baby. Yes, you can have an amazing body. Yes, you can have a sexy, amazing relationship. And yet in your mind, you are thinking, yes, but I don't know how. Yes, but mm, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I, I haven't experienced it. So I, I don't know. Or yes, but, you know, what if I have this, this, and this thing that prevents me from having that? Automatically, you are curtailing the expansion of yourself in alignment with the expansion of the universe. Big freaking deal. Or what if worse? Instead, you hear, oh, yes, you can have the body. Yes, you can have the business. Yes, you can have the family and the relationship and the babies and the love and the joy and the, the, the fulfillment and the income and the impact. And you hear all that and you go, no, I can't. Immediately, you curtail all of that coming your way. And the thing is, just like an improvisational comedy. That is just your own ego getting in the way. It's your fear-based mindset. It's your ego. It's trying to keep you safe and small. The thing is, is that if you're not expanding, if you're not growing, you're contracting. You're staying, you're, you're, staying the same because think about it on a conceptual level if things are always expanding if the universe is always expanding and getting bigger and you stay the same then doesn't that mean you stay the same size that in relation to the expansion of the universe doesn't that mean that you're getting smaller so how can you apply the concept of yes and into your life. So here's what I did. With that belief that I eradicated when I, I it finally came up in February, thank God, because I had been sitting on like, where is it? What is this belief? Like, what happened? Why, why, why are things feeling so still? And like, what's going on? And when I finally had that belief come to the surface, I was like, holy shit. Okay. So what I now know the purpose. I now know why it was there. I now know it was trying to keep me safe. I now know that it was for me to see that I would a hundred times over choose my son first and put him first rather than my business. It was, it was for me that that showed me that that was something that I needed to see for myself. And so then when I experienced that and when I saw that, I was like, okay, okay, I choose. I choose him and I choose my business. It is not an either or experience. It is not either or. So since our unconscious mind, which is tied to higher consciousness, does not understand negatives and does not process, <laughs> process negatives, I had to obviously choose a much more positive and forward-focused belief. So in alignment with yes and, I chose a new belief, a new mantra, a new mission 
and I eradicated that core belief that I, I, I formed when I was really, really young and saw my, fam- my family's success and their business success coming at the sacrifice of me being able to spend time with my dad, I realized and I said, okay, what new belief would I prefer to have? What new belief would, would set me up in a place that would be even more expansive? And I said, okay. And I sat with it. And I remember I was sitting right down in Redondo Beach, literally looking at the hotel where I got married across the street from the beautiful King, uh, King Harbor. And I was sitting on this bench and it was hot as it was hot like because the sun was pouring down on me but also I get like like where I am right now I get like really warm when I'm in that state of 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 diving deep I get I get this way with clients too uh and I just like okay what belief would I want to have instead and I sat with it and I was like okay the more I love my son the more I love him the more successful I am, the more money I make, the more joy I have. So I created a conditional belief, but I flipped that old belief on its head. Because I love my son unconditionally. Declan is just the biggest joy. And he can also sometimes be a pain in my ass. And so sometimes when I'm feeling that resistance, I said I have to, I shift back into that belief. The more I love my son, like because the the times when he feels like a pain is only the times when I'm imparting my own ego into the scenario of like I felt like I, I had an expectation of things that I wanted to accomplish. And he is, quote unquote, preventing me from accomplishing them. And so that's the only time that it really feels like that. Otherwise, I embrace his his curiosity. I love his joy and his zest for life. Like, I love his compassion. The only time he feels like that pain, the only time I have that resistance is when I have other expectations of, like, things that I say, okay, I, I want to do this. And I don't either voice those enough or I don't ask for the support with him so that I can accomplish those and then focus my full 100% attention on him. And so, and that was where I was back in August where I wasn't voicing my needs as much as I needed to. I wasn't stepping up and asking for that support as much as I needed to. And while I had, I mean, while Crying Yourself had its most successful month yet, so much more where that came from. (laughs) While Crying Yourself had that amazing month, what happened was, was that, because I had all that, those expectations and all those things, Declan started to feel like that, that, that pain, like that resistance. And I was having that, that egoic conflict with him. And so instead, I shifted that belief. I flipped it on its head and I said, okay, the more I love my son, because obviously the five months I was, I was processing and, and going through my breakthrough that I needed to go through, the five months that I was going through that, I loved him and I needed to see that I loved him so freaking much that I would choose him first and so I said okay this is my new belief this is what I'm going to believe now the more I love my, my son the more successful I am 
And since then, since making that decision, since shifting and deciding to have that belief, OMG, we have had some amazing things go down, just opportunities up the wazoo, breakthroughs. I've had so many clients wanting to work with me. It has been amazing. I've had so many people coming into my programs. I've launched, I, had, I, I brought five programs to light, five of my self-study courses. I'll link to them in the show notes. Like these are courses that I created last year and I was just like sitting on them playing small because I was dealing with this breakthrough. And dealing with these beliefs and dealing with that either or fear that it either had to be my son or my success. And that is such freaking bullshit. (laughs) Let me tell you. And so I challenge you, what yes buts are you putting on your life? What no's are you, are, are you automatically putting up and saying or things that you say that you can't do because that's another part of you know a no is basically just saying oh I can't do that that's a no now sometimes they come with boundaries sometimes that's you say no to things that don't serve you but when are your no's how much of your no's are actually curtailing the expansion of you the growth of you. And I challenge you to think of where in your life can you add some yes ands, some mother effing yes ands of saying, yes, I can have that amazing body that I love. Yes, I can have that amazing soul enhancing relationship. And yes, I can have that business. And yes, I can make the money. And yes, I can have the impact. And yes, I can have the family. It does not have to be an either or. Unless you choose it to be. So I challenge you to yes and the hell out of it. And let me know what your new belief is. Let me know. So DM me on Instagram. You can find me at crown yourself now or at Kimberly.Spencer. DM me and let me know what your new belief is. And if you love this episode, please, please, please leave a review inside in on iTunes. I read every single one of them. A lot of them show up on our stories. Like I love seeing your reviews because it helps guide the content that I make for you and for what you need and the the anything that you need to to shift you to get to you to your next level where you are yes anding the hell out of it. Like yes body, yes relationships, yes business, yes babies, yes bank account. All the bees of your life are totally 100% in alignment. So screenshot this episode, tag me on Instagram at crown yourself now, make sure you do that. And when you do, and if you send me an email at info at crown yourself at crown yourself.com, if you send me an email of the screenshot of your review, then I have a special hypnosis gift for you. Please, 
please, please send me that email. I love seeing them. I love reading them. And I am so, so grateful for your support of this show. Thank you so much. And as always, my fellow Empire Builders, own your throne, mind your business, and make it rain. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.